The following podcast contains true stories of sex, kink, gender, or body image. Thanks for being a consenting adult, because here we go. All of my life, I've never fit, but I won't complain and I won't quit. I am enormous, get used to it. Everyone tells me I'm too much, maybe it's just you're not enough for me. I'm the kind of woman I'm supposed to be And welcome to the Body Storytelling Podcast. I'm sexual folklorist Dixie Della Tour, and this week we have a story from sex and dating coach Gretchen Shanks. How's your week going? I prefer for this part of the podcast to be upbeat and hopefully uplifting because all of us need that right now. But I can't do that this week. Um... If you follow me on social media or on Patreon, you've heard me talk about my friend Kate Horowitz. Kate was somebody I was really excited about co-producing with. Kate had been the founder of Organ House, which was the largest sex party in the Bay Area for a number of years. And she'd recently started a subscription box, which was going to deliver safer sex supplies to your house. I thought it was brilliant. And so I'd been working on that with her while she worked with me on producing a special fulsome fundraiser for Body. It was all Kate's idea. She's like, people want to keep this thing going. And she'd been investigating photo booths and, you know, fancy tables with flowers. It was going to be a completely different event than I'd ever done. And just about a week ago, Kate died. It was completely unexpected. She was 34 years old. She was uh, an Alabama beauty queen who had become passionate about building community and encouraging people to feel less shame about something we're all interested in. She loved teaching people about non-monogamy and it had become her life's work. It's my life's work too, in many ways. There was a lot of overlap. So we had been nerding out together watching webinars on subscription boxes and I was coaching her for the Kickstarter for her new project and we'd been spending a lot of time together in the last six months. I'd known her for so many years but we'd only just become friends in the last six months or so, close friends. When she found out I was going through a divorce, she was going through one too. So she came over and picked me up, drove me up to Napa, said, let's go have a really fancy meal and wine and get massages. And we just spent the day brainstorming and bonding. And it was so exactly what I needed after so many months without human faces. It was so astounding to me that someone this talented wanted to be friends with me. And I was flattered. And I 
had heard that she could be very opinionated and that she was very vocal. And I was like, excellent. I am too. Those are things that we could totally connect over. And about a week ago, Kate died completely unexpectedly. And this past weekend, I have spent the almost every bit of the weekend in a celebration of life for her on Friday. Somehow at that, her ex-husband came up and thanked me for being there, said Kate had loved me so much, and invited me to the very small family and close friends funeral. I was a new friend. I was so surprised at the invite, but I needed closure too, just like those people did. So I stood there and listened as her family talked about what she'd meant to them and the work she'd done in the world. And someone said the mourner's Kaddish and they invited us to her graveside so that we could take a shovel full of dirt and bury Kate. That was when it all really hit me as I held that shovel, as I poured dirt on top of my friend Kate. And afterwards, I went to her wake, which was beautiful, in the house that she had lived in, which was huge. And they had an open bar and people telling stories and one of those things that people would spontaneously break into tears. I got to meet Kate's mom and dad. I can't imagine what they're going through right now. Their beautiful daughter gone so soon. Kate also had a two-year-old son whose birthday was this past Monday and his mom wasn't there to help him celebrate his birthday. I had gotten together with her and her son and introduced her son to Quake because he liked doggies, but Alex's idea of doggies was quite different than my 160-pound St. Bernard and he was like, no mom, pick me up. That is not a dog. I don't know what you're talking about. You know, the sad thing about a friendship, about something like this, about someone's death so soon is that I felt like we were going to create things together. I'd been working alone for so long and she was working on this project and was incorporating a few different people into it, I think. We were also passionate about it with her. It was so nice to work on someone's project after so many years of working on body, having somebody say, let me work on body with you too. And as I told you last week, the, the Folsom Street Fair after party event has been canceled because a lot of it was driven by Kate this month. And I can't do it without my co-producer. I'm so sad to have lost this friend. And I'm so sorry to be bumming you out. But so often we've been thinking that this is over, you know, that this solitary life that we've been enduring for headed toward two years now, there's just been so much loss. There's been so much pain. And the Delta variant might be reducing, might be going down soon. And things had felt more hopeful producing that event with Kate had felt very hopeful. Now Kate is gone, and I feel like I'm back in that dark place again. Thanks for listening. So many people tell me that 
it's very important that no matter what, I keep the Dixie Ramble in and I talk about what's real in my life. And for the last six months, I've been shying away from doing that because it's been, you know, a divorce and so much loss. And I'm doing this because people are asking me to do it. And it's hard, but I know that you want it, so I'm doing it. This week, please raise a glass to Kate. Her latest passion was rosé. We drank a bunch of rosé lately, so raise a glass of whatever you drink. To Kate Horowitz, founder of Organ House, creator of Ready Sex Go, and a dear new friend that I will grieve for the rest of my life. Taking time for self-care and treating yourself well is so important. And I'm going to share a secret, okay? One of my favorite ways to take care of my body is with UberLube. UberLube is a luxurious, high-grade silicone lubricant made from clean, body-safe ingredients. It's great for all kinds of play. Vaginal, oral, anal, and thousands of doctors recommend UberLube for its simple ingredient list. Lube's the key to maximizing pleasure whether you're alone or with a partner. And ideally, Lube enhances touch and doesn't overpower it. UberLube offers just the right amount of slip while still allowing for skin-on-skin sensations. UberLube offers long-lasting performance when you want it, then it quickly dissipates without leaving a sticky residue. It cleans up easily, and there's no flavor or scent. And right now, they're offering body storytelling listeners a special offer. 10% off and free shipping when you use the code D-I-X-I-E at uberloop.com. If you're going to add to those magic moments, you want to make sure it's done with the highest quality, most body safe ingredients. And remember, 10% off and free shipping. Just use the code Dixie at uberlube.com. When it comes to lubrication, nothing beats it. Uberlube, it lets you feel what you want to feel. Has your sex life fallen into the same old dull routine? Break those habits with a fun, sexy box from Like a Kitten. Like a Kitten will ship you a gift box with all your erotic essentials, from vibrators and handcuffs to massage oils and robes. It's your one-stop shop for a perfect evening. This month, we're helping you choose your own adventure with their BYOB box, AKA the Build Your Own Box. I heard you thinking that. Stop thinking that. You get to choose one item out of each of their six categories. Toys, beauty products, lubes and cleansers, games, sexy accessories, and lingerie. Within each category, you have eight or more products you can choose from. So you can build an experience that's customized to your specific desires. For example, I chose a flogger with fur and leather. Smitten pheromone-infused intimate shave cream. I love pheromones, don't you? A travel-sized Uber loop. A card game called We've Never But We Will. And best of all, a silicone vibrator called the Pleasure Hunter with three devious-looking attachments. This thing's a steal, and yet you get all the other goodies and a few more, too. What's amazing is that this box only costs $69. That's right, I said it, $69. And some of the vibrators alone retail for more than $69. So the entire box of six gifts is, wow, such a great deal. 
right now, Like a Kitten is offering our listeners 20% off and free shipping when you go to likeakitten.com slash D-I-X-I-E or enter the code Dixie at checkout. And I love that a portion of all sales go to charities that focus on women's empowerment, education, and health. So you can feel good about feeling good. So grab this deal and tell them I sent you. Just go to likeakitten.com slash Dixie or use promo code D-I-X-I-E to get 20% off all these incredible boxes. The link is in this episode's show notes. I'm really excited to tell you about this week's storyteller. Here we go. Gretchen Shanks is a Seattle-based sex and dating coach trained in the Somatica Method, an experiential and practical method of coaching that's grounded in the body. She came to this work after confronting and tackling her own struggles with body image, dating, and shame around her sexuality. Now she gets great satisfaction helping others untangle the knots of socialization, shame, and uncertainty so that they can embrace and embody their erotic self and have the kind of sex and relationships they've always wanted. There are a link to Gretchen's site, GretchenShanks.com, and all of her Facebook and Instagram posts. But I also want to say that Gretchen started coming to body storytelling in Seattle years ago, at the beginning of her search. Parts of the story are because of the people she met at body, and it changed her life. And that makes me so proud. And now I look at what Gretchen's doing with her life, such important work. And I am thrilled that she is living her passion. This storyteller is Gretchen Shanks. smidge nervous. I'm in a dungeon. My arms and legs are spread eagled against a St. Andrew's cross. And the only thing I'm wearing is a pair of skimpy blue panties. Two people are simultaneously dominating me. One freckled, strawberry blonde, sadistic prom queen type is viciously twisting my nipples. And the other, a beefier version of Blair Underwood, is pulling and twisting my hair while paddling my pussy. And I'm overwhelmed. After years of fantasizing about having two people dominate me at once, something I had no idea how to ask for, much less get, is actually happening to me. You see, a couple of years before this, I had gone so, so long, like crazy long, without dating or having sex, over eight years at least. And I finally reached the point where I decided I'm going to push past this sexual repression and self-doubt that I have let ruled my life. And I'm going to start dating and, and exploring. And so I do the things, right? I do the Tinder profile. I do the OkCupid profile. I'm swiping left and right and left and right and left, left, left. And I uh, go on a bunch of dates, first dates in particular. And I I meet Brad. Brad is a little preppy for my tastes. He's kind of like a slightly gone to see Jason Bateman. (laughs) But we go out, and we go out on his boat one afternoon in late July, out on Elliott Bay. 
here in Seattle. And you know, we're out there, gorgeous afternoon, colors at dusk, and we start making out. He fondles my breasts, and it's not long before his hands snake under my top and pull down my bra to tweak my nipples. And then they head south, and they start stroking my pussy over my shorts and then ease the zipper down to, you know, get more direct action access there. We play that way for a while. Boats are kind of passing in front a ways away, and then behind us is the West Seattle shoreline, where in either direction, someone paying a little bit of attention might just notice what we're doing. This is an open boat. No privacy. Do that for a while, and then eventually have to head back into the dock. And he's like, so what's the craziest thing you've ever done sexually? I'm like a deer in headlights at this question. I mean, I've only really been actively, successfully dating for a month after essentially being celibate for most of my life. And all I can think is this. This right here is the craziest thing I've ever done. <laughs> Eventually get home, start, and I just keep thinking about those questions. Wake up the next morning, and that's all I'm thinking about. And I have no idea what I'm really into. I mean, for fuck's sake, I've hardly ever dated, hardly done anything. How the hell do I know? And then I think, but what do I fantasize about? Because, you know, it's not like I don't get myself off on a regular basis. That's an easy question to answer. <laughs> Submission being dominated, being made to do things that scare me, uh, and being restrained and humiliated. I mean, I have no idea if I'm really into those things, let's be clear, but in my head, they're so fucking hot. So I keep thinking about this for days and I'm alternating between frustration at knowing so little about my own sexuality and, well, getting super turned on, thinking about all of this stuff. And I realize I want to know how to answer those questions. Not for Brad or anyone else, but for me. And so for the first time, I really ask myself, what the fuck does turn me on? But how the hell do I answer that? Well, I mean, on one hand, the solution seems obvious, right? Go out and do the things and see if you like it. But... I realize I don't, the kinds of things that are really in my head and making me wet, I don't want to do those things with someone as inexperienced as I am. That doesn't seem like the best idea. And I'm thinking you probably need to trust the people that you do these things with. I mean, dating is hard enough, and now I'm thinking about trying to do all of these things as well when I meet people. So that's kind of stressful to think about. So I'm pondering this, like, I'm ready to go. What the hell do I do? And then it hits me. I was just at an event where I met Kathleen, otherwise known as Princess Fancy Pants. <laughs> Kathleen is a whip-smart professional dominatrix with a wicked smile and a fantastic ass. And I think... Maybe I could do some sessions with her. That's not crazy, is it? I mean, all right, I'm from Kentucky. I went to Catholic schools. Maybe that's out there. 
and then maybe it's not. I don't know, but it seems like a good idea, so I shoot her an email, and I uh, set up, we set up an initial consultation, and I'm like, here's the thing. I tell her all the story, and I'm like, I really wanna learn what my hell yeses and my fuck noes are, and I wanna do it in a safe environment with someone I trust who knows what they're doing and who will educate me along the way and not just do the things to me. She's like, brilliant. Let's do that. We'll set up sessions. We'll meet each other every couple of weeks. And every session, we'll focus on a few things you're curious about. That sounds great, except I have no fucking idea where to start. She's like, no problem. I'll send you a checklist. People use it all these checklists all the time to negotiate stuff. <laughs> sounds like some of you are familiar with these checklists. <laughs> I was not, no joke, 12 fucking packed pages of stuff. And she's like, she reassures me, it's not comprehensive. No, no, it's not all the things, just some of them. A page on sex, ass cheek sex, and armpit sex. Over three pages on bondage alone, crucifixion, mummification, leather restraints, rope restraints gags of all sorts. You know, a couple pages on, set, on impact and play, like hard spanking, soft spanking, urethral sounds, and electro stim play. What the fuck are those? <laughs> More pages on fetishes and role play and, and uh, well, oh, power play. Okay. I had been initially really excited about the checklist because I'm a geek and I love research and spreadsheets and that seemed like a really good way forward and at this point I'm a little overwhelmed. She's like, just read through the list. Pick out a few things at first that you're curious about. I'm like, all right, I'm not gonna start with mummification. <laughs> so I pick out leather restraints, spanking and nipple clamps and we're off. And it was brilliant, focusing on just a few things each week and gradually getting more adventurous. And I, it was really choosing to work with her and learn and explore BDSM was one of the best decisions I've ever made. Uh, near the end of our six months of working together, she's like, so Gretchen, what has really like hit you here? What, I mean, besides me, what has landed well? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> language. What has really stuck with you? What have you learned? And I'm like, oh my God, so much. I've learned how to be safe in intense play like this. I've learned how to keep and honor my power as a woman, even as I'm aching to submit to my mostly male partners. And I learned some of my hell yeses. I learned uh, that I really enjoy predicament bondage and genital torture. Never would have guessed that on my own. And I learned some of my no fucking ways, total sensory deprivation, especially involving a body bag or anything completely covering my head. No, 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 thank you, not for me. And oh, pro tip, I'll never forget this, it's kind of burned into my brain about genital bondage, in case you're curious, ever decide to ask for it. One day after tying up my pussy and torturing it for a while, she's like, so Gretchen, you asked to experience genital bondage. Just FYI, next time, be more specific. I used rope this time. I could have used a needle and thread. You're welcome for that. Yeah, literally, really, so no joke. So here I am, a year and a half later, in this public dungeon, with these two sexy dominants beating me and deliciously humiliating me, 
One has just placed clothespins all over my breasts so that the other can use them as target practice while he flogs me, not stopping until he's knocked off each one, one by one. And afterwards, blissed out and so high on endorphins, we're cuddling together and it hits me. How fucking lucky I am to know what really turns me on and how thankful I am to have found the voice to ask for it. Thank you. I wanna make your heartbeat run like roller coasters. I wanna be a good boy, I wanna be a gangster. Cause you could be the beauty and I could be the monster. I love you since this morning, no, just for aesthetic. I wanna touch your body so fucking electric. I know you're scared of me, you say that I'm too eccentric. I'm crying on my tears and that's fucking pathetic. I wanna make you hungry, then I wanna feed ya. I Want to Be Your Slave by Moniskin. I've been doing body for a long time, and I've only found one place where I can get the creative freedom and can make the empowering, sex-positive, life-affirming content that I want. And that place is on Patreon. Body's always been powered by his fans. 
the people who sit in the audience at the live shows, the people who feel inspired to get up and share their stories. They share them on stage, on this podcast, listeners of this podcast like you. On Patreon, creators are powered by their fans. Patreon's a membership model, and that means that I can get to know my community better, bounce ideas off them, involve them in my journey, all while maintaining a stable income. It means that I can get to know people like Peter and Kale and Froghole and Alex, who love learning through the personal stories that we share here. Peter and Gail and Froghole and Alex are Patreon members. And if you become a member too, I can keep creating weekly episodes, creating live streams, and go back to live shows soon. So go to patreon.com slash body, B-A-W-D-Y, and become a member now. You'll not only have my eternal gratitude, you'll ensure that this podcast and more continues. Thanks in advance for your support. Well, that's our time together for this week. But before I go, I want to say thank you to the people who've made the Body Storytelling Podcast possible. Thank you to David Grossoff, to Donal Mooney, to Joe Moore, to Mosa Maxwell-Smith, and this week to podcast producer Marty Garcia. I'm sexual folklorist Dixie Delatour. This has been episode 193 of the Body Storytelling Podcast. Thanks for listening.